Chapter 26 Dread and joy bolted through me at the same time. Was Carper really dead? How? Henry asked the man in the roof. Why would I tell you? He shooed us with his hand. Now go away before I decide to hurt you. Henry pulled me from the wall, his fingers moving from my wrist and to my hand. With Carper dead, no one else in Moon City would survive when the walls fell. And I couldn't just let the warriors die. What do I do, Elohim? There must be a way to save them. I think we need to help the people of Moon City leave, I said. Henry shook his head. They won't come. I've been to battles before. They never surrender. But they're hiding from us. Isn't that surrender? Henry squeezed my hand. Hiding is defeat. All those years that I'd hid, was I really living as if I'd already been caught? Dad's best intentions to keep me safe lasted for 14 years. But how much did I miss because I hadn't fully lived? What if Moon City could get away? I asked. Then what's the point of a battle? We wouldn't fight this battle to destroy lives, but to bring peace. Mom, Kathina, Jimmy, and Carper were rescued, but thousands would die. It wasn't fair. In the distance, the Lazaris marched toward Moon City starting on the opposite side of us. Let's join, Henry said. Don't you wonder? I asked. Wonder what? If the man was lying about Carper. Elohim wouldn't have told me to find Carper if he was dead. Maybe it wasn't Elohim who talked to you. Elohim's voice was distinct from my own thoughts, like coherent words spoken from an inner voice that was not my own. I think it's Elohim, and Elohim chose Carper. He has to be valuable for something. He's good at killing, Henry said. Ahead, a flash of red swept from tree to tree. I blocked the sun from my eyes and squinted. What are you looking at? Henry asked. I pointed. There, through those trees, I saw someone. It's probably a Losari. I've never seen a Losari wear red, and this is the opposite side of the camp. The same red figure darted to another tree. Two more figures followed. Look, there's more. Henry followed my eyes. I don't see anyone. I'm going to check it out. I walked toward the forest. Henry put his hand on my arm. Ro? I'm done waiting. I've been waiting my whole life. He sighed. I'm right behind you. Don't be. Henry put his hands up. What do you want from me, Pero? You've proved you can let me lead, and honestly, I love it when you lead because you're fearless, but... Tell me where I belong with you. Do you want me to follow or stay behind? Fearless. He called me fearless. Oh, how I want it to be. I want you to go with me. I squeezed his hand. To be beside me. He pushed my hair back with his hand. Okay. But can you go with me sometimes? It depends on where you want to go. Could this work between us if we both wanted to go different places? I'm following those invisible people in red over there, Henry nudged his head, and I want to help you find Carper. Then I want to tear down a wall, and then I want to take you home. I swallowed at what he might be implying. He'd drop me off with Dad and leave, just like Mom. You'll stay in Orego? Henry brought my hand up to his lips and kissed it. When he sighed, his breath on my hand traveled from my fingertips and up my arm. My family's here. I've already been away from them for so long. 
and you have one more year of high school to finish. A fate I didn't want to remember. But I've found a way for us to communicate, he said. A code on our phones lets us call extra long distance. I tried it a couple times when I was on Earth, and it works. When the year is over, I'll return to you. I turned my head, a familiar feeling rising in my throat. You won't come back. My mom never did. You can't promise something you don't know. He cupped my chin in his hand and turned my face toward him. You're right. I can't. But I can promise that no matter the distance between us, I'll always be by your side. He placed my hand on his chest. Right here. His heart beat an unsteady rhythm that dysregulated my own. Okay, Roe girl, let's go save Cal, man. I beamed. You're good at coming up with nicknames, Hen. He winked. You're lousy at it. I laughed. We ran toward the woods, ducking our heads to hide ourselves in the tall grass. When we were at the edge, I hid behind one tree and Henry behind another. This way, I mouthed and pointed. We scurried between trees and took breaks to hide behind each one. Just as I was about to step out again, Henry motioned for me to stop and put a finger to his lips. He peeked through the branches of the tree. Carper walked into view, another man in red holding on to his arm. His hands were tied behind his back, his face covered in bruises. I sucked in a breath. Part of me was glad to see payback for the pain Carper inflicted on far too many. The other strange part of me wanted him to be okay. We've been over here already, Carper. I recognized the man in red as the Moon City guard with a beard who wanted to kill Carper. If you don't find it in the next few minutes, you're done. I swear it was over here, Carper said. Let me focus so I can think. The female guard who'd been on the roof came into view. I think you've done enough thinking. You're just buying time. The first guard held out a gun. Where's the door, Carper? A door? Why would they be looking for a door in the woods? I covered my mouth. The door to the other world. Carper searched for the hollow tree that Mom escaped through with me. It doesn't work that way, Carper gritted his teeth. I told you it may not be here. The door is only available at certain times. I don't know why. You mean it just appears randomly? The woman asked. Exactly. The bearded guard holding Carper grabbed his ear and twisted while pulling down. Carper groaned. The guard held him there. I don't believe you. Nothing grows instantly. Unless you possessed a gift for growing things. At least Carper couldn't see Sam's vision. But wait. He did see Sam healed. I've got it! I've got it! Carper shouted. The man let go. Got what? I know someone who can make it grow. No, don't say it. I eyed Henry. He shook his head to warn me not to intervene. Talk fast, Carper, the bearded guard said. Your time is up. It's Pear's boyfriend, Carper said in a hurry. I think she said his name is Sam. Henry raised his eyebrows. I put my finger to my lips to keep him quiet. And how does this Sam make things grow? The guard scratched his beard. Keep your mouth shut, Carper. But of course he wouldn't. He cared more about his own life. Why had I saved him only to see my friend's lives threatened? I think it's his power, Carper said. He's one of the chosen. I closed my eyes. It was over. 
It was all over. Can we trust him? The woman asked. We'll find Sam and see for ourselves, the bearded guard said. I suggest you move quickly, Carper said. The walls will fall in two days. The man lowered his gun and slapped Carper. Shut up. Carper spit saliva and blood on the ground. He looked at the man as if he did not feel threatened in the least bit. Come on, the woman said. We need to find Sam. I should bring them to Sam. Then Henry could run off to warn him and it would buy Sam more time to figure out a plan or hide. I motioned to Henry that he should leave. He shook his head. Go, I mouthed. I'll stay. I pointed my fingers at myself. I'll find Sam. I pointed to them. What? He mouthed and put his hands up in a question. I shook my head. This was ridiculous. My last moments with Henry would be spent playing charades. I put my hand on my chest, made my fingers walk in the air, and pointed to them. I pointed to Henry and made my fingers walk away, then pointed toward Moon City. Henry shook his head at me, his eyes wide. No. I shrugged. It's the only way. No, he mouthed again. I should listen to him. Maybe Henry's plan was better. I crossed my arms. Waiting was so hard. I laid my head back on the tree. An acorn fell and landed at my feet. Uh-oh. What was that? The woman asked. Probably a stick or something, Beard Man said. But check it out, just in case. I looked at Henry. Nice going, he mouthed. I was getting good at reading lips. But I was terrible at staying quiet. My drumming heart and chattering lips confirmed it to be true. And the acorn hadn't helped. We'd have to go through with my plan. There was no use in having both me and Henry caught. Henry slowly dropped his pack. I did the same. He pointed at me and put his hand out for me to stay, and pointed at me again and then at them. He pointed to himself, then the other direction, and he made his arms move swiftly as if he were running. Then he held out three fingers. I gave him a thumbs up. We would count down from three, then I would expose myself while Henry ran away. Brilliant, Henry. If only I'd thought of a plan as great as that one. I should give him the credit. I love you. Did I imagine Henry's mouth formed those words? But his eyes confirmed what his lips said without a voice. Did I love him? I thought I did, but when it came to forming the words, they stuck on my tongue until they dissolved. Henry broke our trance with three held-out fingers. Two. One. Go. I'll take you to Sam! I stepped out of the clearing with my hands up in surrender. The man aimed his gun at me. Henry ran off in a flash. The man turned his gun toward Henry. No, no, I love him. There it was. I loved Henry Beggs. But during the split second between the gun being aimed at me, then at him, my chance to tell him was shot down. Two explosions filled the air. Carper screamed like a girl. So did I. <laughs>